This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I wanted to speak about the Ramban. Um, the, uh, we have, the Ramban's yard site is Yudalef Nissen. I, I'm not sure, it's brought in a few places, I'm not sure what the original marker is, but first, like, we always start off, where do I get my information from, and where is the information reliable? Um, like a lot of dolem, you know, they stick on stories here and there. We have the following, the, the one, the contemporary person who wrote by far the best work on the Ramban is Chevelle, um, who put out a biography of the Ramban many years ago. Chevelle was a Yid who spent his life putting out the Ramban's Ksavim in a, in a very good Madura and the, 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 on Chumash and his other stuff. So, and the things he brings, he puts together are extremely reliable, especially since he brings the Makoros. The Ramban also left us a few Igros about specific topics we'll speak about, extraordinary conflicts that he was involved in, um, and that's printed in back actually over there. So basically, that's where the information comes from and where he draws it from. So let's start off by giving a little bit, let's get a sense of the background. Ramban was born in 1194. Let's give ourselves some points of reference. The Rambam was Nifta in 1205. So he overlapped, not, not significant because he was a kid, but he overlapped with the Rambam somewhat. In the 1100s, Rashi was nifted in the early 1100s, and the Balatoisvis, the major Balatoisvis, lived in the 1200s, in the 1100s. So basically, he's coming at the end of most of the Balatoisvis. That's going to be significant. That's, so that's in terms of years, and he was nifted in 1270 approximately. That's his time span. What did the world look like? So first of all, uh, like I mentioned a few times before, in those days countries were less well-defined than today, but the Jewish settlements in Europe were, um, in France, you had the Balatistas, France, France, Germany, I guess what you'd call it, France, France, and Germany. You had a southern part of France, and it's important to know the distinction, it's called Provence, which included, it had its own Chachamim, Chachmin Lunil, and they were in some ways very, very, they were extremely cautious with the Rambam. That's, that was a second section, segment. They were different in many ways. Rabbavrom Menahar, Rabshleim Menahar, those were all people from, from Provence. And finally, in Spain, you had um, a lot of countries, kind of, Catalonia, um, Argona, uh, there were all sorts of different, um, what today, today the promises in Spain, those days there were countries and half countries and so on. Spain at that time was being torn apart between, there were the Muslim fanatics, the Almahidin, and we, and remember from the Rambam, they were the Muslims like the Halegazaders of today's Daesh, basically. They, they, would, they, didn't, they didn't go for nonsense. When they conquered a place, you had three choices. 
you either left, converted, or died. There were not many, that was it. They, they had no other choices for the people they conquered. Salma Hadin had gotten big parts of Spain, and that's where the Ramam had to run away and so on. The, the, the Christians were reconquering or were conquering Spain back from the, from the Almadin, and that's why the, they were kind of positively disposed towards the Jewish subjects. Um, the Jews, they were devastated. All the, the provinces that had been fighting with Almadin were, 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 des- were destroyed, and they needed money and commerce and help. And therefore, the Jews had a decent status in these countries. Meanwhile, in Rome, the, the 1200s saw, in many ways, the height of the, of the, of the Catholic Church's powers. And there was a pope, a Machshmai Vizichon named Innocent, I guess Lashon Saginor, and, and um, he, he made a whole bunch of laws against the Jews. They had to wear like these yellow things. He also, his shita was that Rome is the Melech Machem Lech of all the countries. Any, any um, country, every king had to give his crown to Rome, and Rome gave it to him. In other words, you presented, it was Rome gave you your Malchus. He, he really, really consolidated the, the, the Catholic Church's power over its subjects. He was merciless. He started like an inquisition there was a place in France where they slaughtered 80,000 people because they had different shittas, the shittas were off, and, they, and he began the process. He made a lot of tough laws against the Jews, and he, he, made a pro, he began the process where in England, in 1290, Jews were expelled from England, in 1390, they were expelled for the last time from France, and uh, in 1490, basically from, from Spain. He started that process. That was, and it was the only reason why it was easier in Spain, in the parts where the Ramban was born, was because they were still fighting with the Almohadin, they just finished fighting with them, there was no mood to, to, to start up with the Jews, and they needed them, they wanted them, and therefore the king of Argona, James, was, was a decent king, and he was pretty well disposed towards the Jews. That's what the world looked like, and, and, the, and that's where he was born. So he was born in a city called Gironda, which was in, province of, in a country, province of Argona, and it, the Gironda was known for many other good that were there. He was born, like we said, in 1194. He, who were his rebellion? And this is an interesting piece. France had the Balitaisvis, and their learning was mostly Gemara, Pilpul. You know, it, it was it was uh, focused on 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 the Chelik of Torah. There was the Gemara, Talmud. Provence had the first Mekubalim, and Spain had philosophers. Those that was basically the Chaluka. Rabbi um, Ralevi, it had the, that was Spain. The Ramban's Rebbeim, the one that we know of, we know of one or two, because he mentions them when he writes them, and he refers to them as, or he speaks about them as Rebbeim. The, the one we know most of is somebody called Ribar Yoker, who was a French Baltaisvis. 
we don't have, he wrote on every Mesech, he wrote on this and that. We don't have from him, I think he wrote on Yishalmi Pirish. All we have from him is a Pirish on the Siddur. Rebai Yaka, printed in Philomaisha, it's printed in its entirety, and it's, 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 it's a safer, not a big safer, but that's what we have. He was, so this in a sense was bringing the Shita of the Bali Taisvis to Spain. And that's why it's, it's a very important event. From this point onwards, the Derech Halimud in Spain would be kind of similar. The Ra'ah, the Rashbah, the Ramban, the, the, the Ritva, the, they would all be of that same style as Taisvis in many ways. Um, so that was Ramban's Rebbe. Who were the Ramban's Chaveirim? Um, there was the Ramah, Reb Meir Halevi Abu Lafia. Reb Meir Halevi Abu Lafia wrote the Yad Ramah, one, two. He wrote a Sefer on Chumash. Um, um, it, it's called Messiris Siog Letera, where he has the Messiris, the technical Messiris of Taira, you know, the words and so on. It's a very famous, very important work. And he was, the Ramban writes it with Great Archeretz. A second chaver of the Ramban, who became a mechutten and was related to him as a second cousin, was Rabbeinu Yoyna. Same Rabbeinu Yoyna, also Gerunde, and Rabbeinu Yoyna, who wrote the Shari Tshuva and so on, was his uh, like first cousin once removed, and, or first cousin, and they, their children got married, and that was, he was a mechutten of his. So those were chaverim of his. Who were his Talmidim? Well, the two most famous ones are the Rajba and the Ra'ah. Um, they were Talmidim of his. Ritva was a Talmid of the Ra'ah and Rajba and so on. Those, that, was the, that was where he was in terms of learning. How did he make a living? So it's fascinating because everybody knows the Rambam was a doctor. Well, the Rambam was, I guess, a doctor emeritus until his very late life when he actually became a doctor. The Ramban wasn't a doctor, a practicing doctor until the end of his life. The Ramban made his living by being a doctor. It's interesting, people don't know that. How do we know that? that? Well, the Rajba has two chuvis, and there's a question there about if you're allowed to be Miyalad and Akum for money, and he said the Ramban was, was, a, was Miyalad, Akum for Schar, and we, you know, the halach lemaisa, we, we, it's a maisa rav, and in one or two places, and, and and a few other places, they make mention of the fact that Ramban was was a doctor, and Bemela, his parnasa came from medicine. He obviously didn't practice all that much. I mean, he wrote so much in his lifetime. I mean, forget about learning, but but in the writing, he was, he wrote a lot, a lot of svarim, and Bemela, whatever it is that he practiced, but upon him. He, he, was a, he was certainly a practicing physician who took money for his services. That we know from Ramban. His, um, his first forum were what's called Tashlam Halachis. The Rif left out certain Halachis he didn't write because the Sugis weren't there. And the Ramban, it's printed in different <coughs> Mesechtas in different places, different Shasim writes. He has Hilchas Chala, he has uh, different Halachis that fill in Mezuzan and so on. Um, all sorts of halachas that the Rif didn't really elaborate on, that, he, that, that was written possibly when he was um, 17 or 18. It was written very young. The Ramban wrote Chidushim on Moshashas, we have that. The Ramban wrote the Melchamas to defend the Rif from the Hagos at Ravid. 
Ramban wrote his Pirush on Chumash. The Ramban wrote his, um, he wrote a whole bunch of smaller works. He wrote a Pirush on Eov, a Pirush on Kohelas, um, and, uh, and then drushes that we have written down. And Chevelle put them out in beautiful Krochem, two Krochem Kisvek Ramban, Kokis Ramban, and he has everything that Ramban wrote plus other stuff. He wrote a lot of Shuvas we don't have. We have Shuvas, but it's not clear that his, they're the Rashbas. Akaponim, that's, those are the things that he wrote. The Ramban, like we said before, was Yonik from three places. In Halacha and learning, he got from the Balataisvis. In, in, um, he, he also was the first person in Spain to have access to Kabbalah. Who was his Rebbeim to Kabbalah? In Kabbalah, it says that Elioa Novi was Megalus Saidus to the Ravid, and the Ravid had a son, Rabbi Yitzhak Sagi Nohar, and he taught Reb Ezra of Israel. We have some of this for him, actually, Reb Ezra of Israel, and they taught the Ramban. They was Rebbeim for Kabbalah. It was the early type of Kabbalah, it was the Kabbalah Rishonim. The Ramban, let's try to put a finger on some of his, the Yichud Ramban in his forum. In his Chidushim, the Ramban is like Taisvis. He asks from sugya to sugya, asks Kashis and says to Rutsim. But if we have to give a superficial difference, the Ramban is a lot more conceptual. Taisvis is to Rutsim a more matter of fact. This sugya, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this the Ramban says a lot more svara, and he's sort of the beginning of svaras, in, in really in the Rishonim. Um, and more than that, the Ramban, um, the Ramban is not an easy sefer because he doesn't quite flesh out. The Rashbala Mashal, his Talmud, explains a lot more what he means. Ramban is a lot harder. Ramban is deeper, and it's and, and but the Ramban is a certain sheirish. For the Mahalach of Rishonim after the Balitaisvis. Um, it's it and, and that's his Yichud and that learning. His writing the Sefer Mulchamis um, is to defend the Rif from the Balamar's criticisms and Kashis. He writes something in introduction to, to that, which is really fascinating. The Ramban writes, he, he writes Akdama, he writes Akdama to many things, very beautifully written, they're very poetic. But the Ramban, when he writes poetically, doesn't sacrifice content. There's no fluff. It's, it's, it's sharp. You can learn it. He writes in the song, in the, in the poem, in front of Mohammed, he says the Balamor has very sharp kashas on the riff, and he says, you have to listen to me because I have all these kashas against the riff. So Ramban says something very, very off-quoted. He says, Torah is not geometry. In geometry, if you prove something, it's proven. That's it. There's no two ways about it. Proofs are absolute. He says in the world of Torah, there's no such thing as absolute proofs. Every proof has a counterproof. Every kasha has a teretz, every teretz has a kasha. He said the derech Torah is to go back and forth on it and to weigh the different studim and to see what's more mistaber. And, and that's how the Ramban... Um, and that's, that's how the Ramban addresses it. So in his defense of the riff, he felt he needed to defend the riff, but he writes clearly, no amount of kashes are going to take you away from the Seich Yosha. And it's become, there are shitas like that in other, 
many later doyres, where Akash itself never could be the the the, the be the end it all for for Shakavataria in in halacha. That's in in its form on halacha. In a sefer on Chumash, um, he, the really the Ramban opened up a new world for us. How do you learn Chumash? So Rashi brings Rashi is very mekatsa, and he brings Bederachlal. He brings the Chazal to help us understand the the the, the pasuk. That's Rashi. The Benezra, the Radak, the Rashbam, they they worked Rashbam less. They worked with grammar, diktuk. They would say pshatim that were like kind of alder pshat. How did this happen? This must have happened something like that. That's the typical answer. Um, some of the other Spanish um, thinkers would try to take philosophy and stick it into the pasuk. Um, the the the. Um, the Ramban had a grandson, the Ralbag, who, who made appearance like that, basically taking, <coughs> taking philosophy as the, the Chachma and sh- either showing how it's in the Torah, sticking it into the Torah, but they used philosophy as the tool for understanding Torah. The Ramban was the first one to take a certain panemius of Torah, certain musagim that are innate in Torah, that draw them out and present them, whether it's mice of a similar banim, or, or all of these type of things, or, or all of Taira is, is Nisan Mistar. He, he gave us Musagim, what Reb Chaim did in the Rambam, like, like just gave us words so that we can articulate certain things. The Rambam gave us concepts and a way to approach Chumash that combined Amkus and Yerushimayim and, and very, very you felt it was Torahic. You read some other Spanish ones, it's Aristotle stuck into the Torah. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, but you, you have a sense that you're dressing, you're sort of dressing one thing with another thing, and, it's, and it doesn't, it's not seamless, it doesn't seem that that's the emiss. The Ramban is the Shairish of all of the Havanas of Torah with a certain Amkus that is Torahic, and you feel it that way. I saw a fascinating um, interview, they interviewed Rabban Lichtenstein, so Shiva Gushatzion of Salvechik Son in Law. Um, so he's, they're very into Rambam, 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 that's, you know, that's the, that's the, 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 the Messiahs from Brisk and so on. And the interviewer asked him, this is not long ago, a year or two ago, if you had only one safer that you could take to a desert island, what would you take? So he said the following. He said, the Rambam as a person is the greatest we had, but his firm, he said, the Rambam and Mishneh Torah, somebody else could have written something similar. Nowhere near the Diuk of the Rambam, nowhere near the Hekim, but it's a type of Sefer that does not, it's, it's, it, 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 it could have been done, it would have been done, not as good, not as well, but it, it, it's, it's doable. The Rambam <coughs> is hard to imitate, but it's not the Nichsei Tzayn Barzal of Kali Yisrael. The, the Moran of Vuchim is not the safer of, of Havonis Atayra. So the Ramban al is unique. It, it's, it's our way of thinking, a Yiddish way of thinking, a Turkish way of thinking, is the Ramban al and his Musogim and his language and, and, and his deference to people, um, to Gdolim before him, and, and so on. And, and it's not something you could come up with. It, it's something that really, really is, is unique. 
and and that's that's the Ramban's godless that he gave us. It's through his eyes that we're able to see Torah in a certain way. The Ramban in his Torah is remarkable for he does deal with Tiktok, but that's not the main thrust of it. The Ramban, when he tries to prove a point by bringing psukim, it's that they come out of his sleeve. A dozen psukim to prove his point, how a certain word is used. He didn't have a computer. He didn't have a concordancia. He, he had one of those old chumashim that you said you can't read today because they're, they, they're handwritten stuff. And, and, and he quotes like this, like this, like this. You know, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible, um, an incredible amount of at his fingertip, Bikiyas. The Ramban is remarkable that he integrates Soyd, he integrates Kabbalah Musagim. Sometimes more open, sometimes less open, sometimes he just hints at it, sometimes he brings it without explaining it, but he was the first one to give it to us. The Ramban also has a cloud. He brings in philosophical Musagim and scientific Musagim that he felt you can't deny. This is an Emis. And it's a real emiss, and let's deal with it, and let's explain it. And whether he talks about about the the, the keshet and so on, those are his elements in his sefer on uh, on chumash. Let's talk a little bit about some of the Ramban's turbulent life. Um, nobody's nobody's life was ever was ever um, easy go easy. The, the, the Ramban had three major parshas that I want to talk about. In 1232 or so, there was two events, two different um, difficult events happened for the Ramban. One was that the Rambam's Mornavuchim started spreading in France, in, um, in Provence, and so on. And mostly in Provence is where the problem started. And three Rabbanim became incensed at it. They felt that the, Ram, the Rambam in, in Moronavuchim and the Rambam in Yisari Torah is wrong, borderline Kfira. Um, two of them, we are familiar to us, Rabbi Shleimim in Ahar and our Rabbi Yaina, the, the Rambans Chaver, Mechutin, and the Bon Rocha Yitshuva. And they went around getting Rabbanim to sign that they should not, um, that people should not look at the, they shouldn't learn, not Ramon not Ramon Sarah Torah. The Rabbanim in, the Rabbanim in, uh, in Provence were big Hasidim of the Rambam, and they were incensed, and they, they tried to put these three Rabbanim into Cherem. These three Rabbanim were so upset, they went to France, which is further up north, to get the Balotasis to put everybody else into Cheret. <laughs> so you had here, and again, for people that say, oh, never was such machloikis, today it's terrible, I've got a Kalkara, it puts it in Cheret. This is going now on, on 800 years. The, 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 um, and it was a terrible, terrible, and, and the Ramban. Was was caught in the middle because he he, he was close to everybody. He was Yonik from France. <coughs> he was uh, Rabbi Yonik was a chaver of his and a mechutin. Rabbi Shlomo Nahar. Every and and the Rambam he held the world of the Rambam. 
And, and the Ramban writes long letters. We have those letters that are printed in Bakshavels. His basic point is, um, one, he holds worlds of the Rambam. Two, he holds worlds of these people, of Hashem and Ahar and Ben Yoyna and of Tsarfas. And he said, instead of running around trying to get everybody into each other, let's stop the Cherims. Why don't you come to Bezden by us? Everybody say the tainus, and we'll work out a solution. And he, he, you know, and he tears his hair out. He says the Rambam was was a Ktoishalian and nobody liked him. And right, I've been at Surfas. We all live off the people in Surfas. We it's their it's their tire that fed us and so on and so forth. He wrote very very um, extremely sharp letters trying to stop the Mahlokas. Um, it wasn't successful. Uh, they ended up burning the Ramzon of Vuchim in France about a, a few years later, and then they had the burning of Shas of the Shas in 1240. We speak about the Kina of Shali uh, Sufabesh and so on. That was one event that really, really, um, he, he had a lot of Agnostafish from it. A second event that happened at the same time, I'm not sure if it's directly connected or not, not clear. There were two families, two very powerful, well-connected, wealthy families in, in his area. One was called Benbenist, one was called Aunt Constantine, and they were very arrogant. They did a lot of things, a lot of nepotism, a lot of things like Ashura, and the Ramban came out against them. And they were furious with the, they. I think they also signed the Cherem against the Ramban, these families, one of the members. The Ramban came out against them, and they spread rumors. They wrote that the Ramban is a mamza. They said that 130 years before, his mother, a great-great-great-grandmother, got married without a get, and so on and so forth. And therefore, the Ramban and his whole family are, are mamzerim. Um, it's incredible. Nobody today, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. But they wrote, and he wrote very, very sharp letters against them. First of all, he writes, the way you set up the story, you're, you're wrong halachically. And secondly, he says, I have, he says, you, you people are maratsim because you don't know what a mamzer is. You, 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 and secondly, he said, he writes that he, he has a lot of harata that he treated them with kid gloves beforehand. It's an oinish. He should have been a lot stronger and nastier towards them in the beginning because they were terrible people and so on and so forth. And the end was they tried to get the king upset at Ramban. And in the king side of Ramban and banished them and, and so on and so forth. That was a, a parish that a lot, tremendous like a snafish. And unfortunately, it, it was not uncommon in the earlier years that when you wanted to get back at somebody, that's where you got back at somebody. Because it, it was a terrible thing. All it required was you to tell a story. It was very hard to disprove these things. And, you know, and, and nobody had all the records available. And you ruined them and the whole family, their children, children's children. Everybody said, listen, it might not be true, but if there's a 2% chance that it's true, I wouldn't want to be involved with that. Um, the, the, the Maral, which is a few hundred years later, writes, his holiness, Siv of Lashnahari, writes against people that were Moitzel Laza and another family that they were Amzerim. This was a common way to get back at somebody and a horrendous way to get back at somebody. That was the, that was the um, a second parasha that was very, very difficult to run about. One more parasha, which really led to sort of the end, which was the end of his life. And in 1262 or 63, the 
king forced the Ramban to debate a, a, a Pablo Christiani. I think he was an apostate. I'm not sure. I think he, I'm pretty sure he was an apostate. And the king and uh, it, it was a huge public gathering. And the Ramban turned to the king and he made two conditions. One is freedom of speech, that he's allowed to say whatever he thinks and he won't be accused of insulting Christianity. And secondly, that the king is not involved. He didn't want to be Pogan the king. And the king was, was, said okay. Basically, it's, we have it printed. It's called Vikuch Ramban. It's printed it's a Vikuchim. It's printed in, 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 in Chevelle. His basic points were, first of all, he said, what do you mean he's Mashiach? He said, Mashiach is supposed to bring peace into the world, and all the Christians have done is bring war into the world. He said, the Christian knights and the crusaders, he says, if you take that away, there's no Christianity. Christianity is all about swords and fighting. So, so, so what kind of peace did he bring? Secondly, he said, you, you said you have rise from the mission of the Talmud that is Mashiach. He said, the Tanoim lived after him, many of them lived after him, and they were all not Christians by everybody's count. So they rejected him. What, 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 how, how can you say? And the third of all, he said, you know, the Rambam writes that Mashiach is, is going to build a Samikdash and it's not. He did nothing, none of it. So on what basis is Mashiach? And really, and he knocked out all the Pshatun and the Psukim and so on. Ramban really, really creamed him. Um, at the end of four days, the king told him that he won and he gave him money. He gave him 300 dinner. The, the the Dominicans spread rumors that Ramban had lost, and Ramban wrote it up in a, in a chaveres, in, in the countries of the Tvikuach, and distributed it, you know, so that people would see what the Amos was. The Dominicans then accused him of, the, the deal was only that at the debate, they, they couldn't accuse him of slandering Christianity, but this was after the debate, and the king needed to banish him. And they got, so Lemaise, the Ramban realized it's not good to stay in Spain too much. And he decided to go to Israel. So in, in the end of the 1260s, some point, um, he went to Israel. He came at Israel, at Israel at this time, also, it was different pieces were divided in different groups. Um, the, the, the Mongolians had invaded Israel and they had been machav Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was nothing. There was nothing left in Yerushalayim, literally. He came to Akko. Akko was a thriving city. And already there were actually many Balotaisis. Rabbi Chilmi Paris had brought with him Balotaisis from France. And there was a thriving community with a yeshiva there. And he, was, and he stayed there. He went to visit Yerushalayim. And he was devastated. He said, all of Yerushalayim has about a thousand families, a few hundred Christian families, and two Jews, brothers, painters, live there, and occasionally Shabbos they'd be able to somehow scratch the other minion. That was it. That was Yerushalayim. And everything was devastated. He said, you can, you can take a house and keep it. It, it, it. it was totally destroyed. The Ramban found a house, he cleared up, he made a shul there. Supposedly it's pretty much the same site where the Chorba shul is today. It, it, the bottom shul is called the Bet Ramban. 
he, he tried to do what he could to reestablish a Yiddish Yishuv. He felt there's a lot of potential. People would come to the Kaisel, this and that. And he, and he built, we don't know many details, but he did build up um, something of a Yishuv. Reb Ruvim Argolis, who is a, was a, a recent uh, person, lived a very fascinating personality, he claimed that Kupas Reb Meir Balanes is a fast. Nobody knows why it's called Reb Meir Balanes. What does Reb Meir Balanes have to do with Kalekim Avrat Yisrael? He says the Ramban established a fund for Yisrael called Kupas Ramban, and later generations, when they revived it, they forgot where it came from, so they decided to call it Reb Meir Balanes. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I know how to deal with it, but it's a fascinating uh, possibility. Dramban ended up by going back to Akko. And he wrote, he wrote letters back home to his son about Atisrael, and he wrote his famous line that the more Kaddish something is, the more Kharav it is. Um, tremendous Yisurim, seeing what Yerushalayim really was, was a Khurb, that's it, there was nothing there. And he wrote, it's very powerful, he wrote a kina that's a very, very powerful kina on Yerushalayim. And he went back to Akko, and in Akko, he, um, he taught a little bit. He seemed to have learned with Talmidim. He, he, um, the, the last thing that he wrote was, I don't know wrote, but he, the last thing he spoke was uh, a famous drasha for Rosh Hashanah, which was also printed. And it's a fascinating drasha. He, he, he goes through all of Hilchas Rosh Hashanah. He goes through um, some of the Inyanim of Tekiyas, and he finishes off about how he left his family and his children. He, he came to Israel himself. He, he, he was, that's it. He, he, he left, at the age of 70, he left Spain, ne- never to see it again, never to see his children again, never to see anything. He writes, I, I assume he could have tried to stay in Spain. He wanted to go to Israel for once, you know, he, he wanted to see Israel, be in Israel. And uh, he was nifted four years later in, in Israel. Um, that was the, the 1274, so he was nifted there. Al Kaponim, the, the, the Ramban's, I guess, is, is for us, Ramban is a father of the modern pulp of the Rishonim, the, the beginning of all the Rishonim that we have, not the Balataisis, the, the Hemshah Balataisis, Ramban, the conceptualization of many halachis, and whether it, it's the. And Ramban had a way of giving out the Yasidis, instead of with the Rambam cut the halachas themselves, and it's in the structure that you see the, the Indian. The Ramban is, is more user-friendly, he explains things. Um, he wrote about many core in Yonim that today, that's our default setting for Ashkaf as Ramban. In Taurus Autumn, he writes about Chiyas HaMesim and, and Gehenim and Olam Haba. All the things that he writes are the given. That's, that's like our starting Hashkafa. Um and, and his Pirish on Torah is an incredible Pirish. The... the um, and he was, I mean, after I reviewed Alevi was the first one, but he was one of the first Shining to really give, to really express tremendous gaguim for Eretz Yisrael and for what's there and what's not there. Um, and Al uh, Kapanim, that's that's the, that's the Ramban, and that's when we learn Ramban, whatever, whether we learn it in Gemara, whether we learn it in Muhammad, whether we learn it in his um, Ramban al Chumish or in his Drashis, whatever it is. That's that's the figure of the Ramban that we have.